0: Welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. Growing Hope is a charity providing free therapy for children and young people with additional needs in partnership with local churches across the UK. We aim to grow Hope for Children through the provision of free therapy clinics, Hope for Families through groups for parents, carers and siblings to connect and talk about their experiences, and Hope in Jesus through the opportunity to pray and be supported to access church if this is something families would like to do. This podcast is a series of conversations with individuals who have experience of additional needs and disability. Whether you share their experience or are here to learn, welcome to The Conversation.
1: Hello, welcome to Growing Hope Conversations. My name is Naomi and I am founder and CEO of Growing Hope and a children's occupational therapist. And I'm joined by our co-host for this season, Mark Arnold. Mark, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself?
0: Yeah. Hi, Naomi. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Mark Arnold. I'm the um, Additional Needs Ministry Director at Urban Saints, um, co-founder of the Additional Needs Alliance. And I write as the Additional Needs Blog Father.
1: Amazing. And today's topic is all about additional needs, parenting and take five and chat. And Mark, is there anything that particularly jumps out to you about today's topic?
0: Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to this session in so many ways Naomi um, uh, not least as a parent of a child with additional needs myself so you know knowing some of the challenges that families face and that I'm sure will come out in the conversation that we're going to have today um, but also uh, you know knowing a bit about our guest and take five and chat and having uh, journeyed uh, with, with her on that for a, a little bit so it's going to be a great conversation I know we're going to be in really safe hands uh, and yeah really look forward to uh, what our guest will be sharing with our audience today how about you Naomi
1: yeah completely I'm also really looking forward to it I think you know one of the things we've learned at Growing Hope is around the thing of a family and of supporting parents and carers and giving opportunity for connection and uh, you know all of those things are just so important so really looking forward to hearing more about what our guest today has to say
0: Brilliant. Uh, Well, let's um, introduce her then. Today, we're joined by our very good friend, Beth Meller. Beth trained and worked as a music teacher uh, and has been involved in church work with children and young people for many years. Having previously coordinated Care for the Family's Additional Needs Parent Support, in 2015, she founded Take Five and Chat, setting up cafe drop-in sessions for those parenting children with additional needs. Beth is passionate about supporting families in the wider community and is also part of Urban Saints All Inclusive to You team, which uh, I'm really thrilled to have her as part of that team. Visiting churches, obviously pre-pandemic, but hopefully those will open up again, in her area to support and advise on inclusion. And Beth is married to Chris. They have three adult children, live in the far northeast of England and love their camper vans. Beth, it is so good to have you with us. Uh, And uh, yeah, just share a little bit more about yourself, uh, what parenting and additional needs means to you in the context of what you do through Take 5 and chat.
2: Hello. Hello, Naomi. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody who's listening to us. Um, Yeah, thank you for that introduction. It's lovely to be here. A little bit scary, but very lovely to be here.
1: Great to have you. Mm.
2: Thank you. Yeah, so most of my introduction has, has been said uh, by Mark. Thank you for that introduction, Mark. Yeah, we, we live in the far northeast of England. Chris and I met at school. We've been married a very long time. Um, and we call it the far northeast of England because often you say to people, where do you live? And you say the north and they say, oh, you mean like Manchester or Grimsby? And you go, no, keep going, Leeds, York, <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> so we're in, in southern Northumberland in a lovely place called Tynan. We are in Whitley mm. Bay. Mm. Um, and yeah, we, we have three adult children who are all happy, mostly healthy, and making us incredibly proud as as life moves forward. Um, Growing up between them, they had a selection of additional needs that meant we ended up in hospitals, in educational psychologist settings. Um, We have developmental things, we have physical things. Um, And yeah, they've all learned through and were perhaps very perhaps a little closer to them in their adulthood than maybe we would have expected to be when we first had them but it's been a journey it's made us all very close and most of the conditions that they've had are what you would probably call as hidden conditions mm. yeah so you know that's been that's been a bit of a journey but but out of that take 5 in chat i guess is what i wish had been available to me in a way you can just surround yourself with other people who just get what it is you're living with, Mm. where you don't have to explain all the time, you know, yes, I know he, she looks fine. Um, I know they're not telling you what the issues are, but but they are there and it would just be great. And so Take Five and Chat came out of that really.
0: Brilliant. Tell us just a little bit about how, uh, obviously you're you're working Take Five and Chat uh, in your part of of the country, but Mm. there's stuff going on in other places too.
2: Yeah yeah so the the whole idea was that I would found a cafe drop-in style setting that parents could just come along to and have the kind of conversations that you might have at the school gate when you're picking up children hmm. because I remember all those conversations about reading schemes and the sports teams people were going to be in at the weekend and you know and I was thinking I hope that he's eaten or she's eaten, that they've eaten their own lunch and not somebody else's. What is the teacher going to come out and say today? And I just think if you can create that that atmosphere in a really friendly place where people can just tell each other. And and there's so much laughter in that first session. But Mm. I would just say, actually, so we opened it ourselves Mm. um, in our area. Take Five and Chat is is a national organisation, but we trialled it first before we started saying to anybody else, you could do this, we could help you do this. We thought, let's find out what we could do and learn from all our own mistakes before we tried telling anybody else, and we did make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but I re- I remember the first the first day we opened, we we did it in our church. Uh, we have a room at the side of our church which was perfect for this, and we set it up with a social social media account first of all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Always good to check, I think, that what you're hoping to offer is what people actually want. Mm. Yeah. So very important to do a little bit of market research, and we did this via a Facebook group and then saying where we were and what we were thinking of doing in the area. And the response was overwhelming. So when we finally opened our doors, they all knew, all the parents in the area knew, and they came rushing in and we thought, what on earth have we done? (laughs) They all came, you know, all these parents from the community, fabulous, passionate, concerned parents. Um, And as you can probably tell from my accent, I am not a Geordie. And of course, most of the parents who came in were, uh, we've lived here a very long time and I can understand Geordie, but you know, it, they do speak very fast and they had a lot to tell us um, and it, it was amazing and they came in, they came with their stories, they came with their, their lack of ability to express what they wanted to express to get the help mm. that their children needed. Mm. So they understood what the needs were, um, but they needed help to communicate that. And we hadn't kind of realized that would be our biggest reason for existence in the Mm. very beginning. Um, But it was really, really helpful. Um, I could tell you loads about the other mistakes we met. Maybe we'll come on to that later. But having set it up ourselves... I then went national with Take Five in Chat with the website and everything and we are a charitable trust now, um, recognized by HM Revenue and Customs, which oh means that I know which means that we can have um, gift aid and things like that. We don't the model is very cheap. It doesn't cost an awful lot because we would encourage everybody to set it up with a host organization which in our case up here is a church, and it's Mm. my church. But over the last six years since we started, I have talked to people on the phone in a mosque in Birmingham who are wanting Mm. to set something similar up, and a few in schools. Friday afternoon with the same co. You yeah. know where the parents go in and that's a really good one for people to do. Um, often you can get a community a community hall or centre or often GPs, mm. GP practices have a community room and the GP practice will host with you. And that means that you've got an organisation that are hopefully used to doing public liability and safeguarding and all these things that are so important for us to consider when we're opening up something new for members of our community
1: Mm. Mm. amazing it sounds so brilliant Beth and could you could you give us a story or you know maybe two two quick stories (laughs) if you want to but um a story about additional needs and parenting and that you yeah
2: yeah yeah from from the parents so yeah so going back to that first rush through the door, the first day we opened. We make beautiful cakes, by the way, and real (laughs) proper ground coffee, you know? Because actually, we deserve it, and they deserve it. And it's just amazing. So we wear aprons. Um, We don't have like serious lanyards or anything. We just wear aprons, which says, you know, we're just here to serve you. We're not experts. We're not local authority. So Mm. we set up this beautiful, transformed our church hall into a beautiful cafe. And we opened the door and six parents like fell over themselves to get in. And then they just sort of stood there and we broke the ice. And we have jazz music playing. So it's not like a church setting. It's not... um, you know, any particular setting. It's just a cafe. Yeah. Mm. And these first six parents, two of them are the stories that I have permission to share with you. So one of them is Michelle. And one of the things that I, many of us will be aware of is that certain kinds of additional needs run in families. Mm. And often the parents are not aware of this until the children end up with a diagnosis and they read about it and they get informed. And then they think, oh my goodness, it might be me. It might be him mm. or her. Or, um, and Michelle is a, is a case in point because um, she was loud. She was noisy. She was thrilled to come. Thrilled to have found her, So excited. Mm. Her, mm. her children were um, were undergoing diagnosis at the time, um, and ended up, she's a single parent um just beginning the journey and she was thrilled that there was no need to have a diagnosis to access our cafe because everybody else Mm. had told us she needed this 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 and this before she could get that that Um, so she came she attended regularly Um, we do some courses that are care for the family time out for parents courses that particularly their special needs and managing anger ones and things like that and she signed up for everything did absolutely yeah. <laughs> every course. She loved that we'd put felt pens on the table so that you could colour in while you were listening. You didn't have to just sit and listen. Mm-hmm. She felt really safe in our midst. And um, and um yeah, came really, really regularly. And as the years went by, the children got a diagnosis. She started to realise what life was about. She started to help herself a little bit more and have the vocabulary mm. to get the support that she and her children needed. She passed a driving test on an um, automatic car, because she felt like the gear stick was just one thing too many. Um, <laughs> yeah. And she passed first time, and of course, we all celebrated. She'd got a new crowd, a tribe, you know, the people who got yeah. it. Mm. Um, there was cake. So she Yeah, yeah, and cake, absolutely. So she passed passed her driving test. She's gone back to college. She's done some counselling courses. She's worked out how to do her study. She's severely dyslexic, but she's worked out how to do her study. And this, of course, is helping her children. She's written two blog posts for us on our website, www.take5andchat.org.uk. So you can find Michelle's recent one with this story on Mm. there if you want to have a look at it. And she finally, in the last fortnight, has set up her own Facebook page with our support, with us telling her, it's fine, go ahead, you can do it. We know you can do it. You've got the skill to do it. And it's called Mm. My Upside-Down Life with ADHD. Uh, Um, Facebook page, go out there, like it, support her. Fabulous. She's got friends who are checking her spelling. She's got friends who are helping her with content. She's got friends who are helping her to interpret what everybody's saying. And she's achieving things and she knows that she's an intelligent woman yeah mm.
0: like amazing. you said earlier she surrounded herself with people that get it
2: yes absolutely um uh, just amazing so yeah so michelle amazing lady the other lady i'm going to tell you about and they are they are both girls on this occasion is tracy who again came with us from the beginning Um, now has her own diagnosis, um, got herself out of a particularly difficult adult relationship, um, because now knowing that she had people she could talk to who wouldn't judge her, and people can be so lonely, they can be so frightened of other people's reactions. Um, And she came in, and we were a safe space, and we made no judgment, and we just listened. But she brought herself through that. I'm not saying we did anything. We were just there and we listened. But the best thing about Tracy is that she's on our team now mm. because our team is made up of our community moms that have come through and those that have stayed with us so that we can get a good mixture of people. And when I hear her supporting others and I hear Tracy using all the words that we used with her mm. and yeah. that she's giving something back. Yeah. and. We've heard that a lot from a lot of the parents. They've said, you know, you're, you're just a parent. And as your children got older, you could have gone off and just done other things, but you didn't, you did this and I want to do something too. I want to give back. Mm.
1: Um, Mm. and
2: some of them give back by writing for the website, some of them by baking cakes and some Mm. of them by sitting one-to-one in a cafe setting and supporting, you know, the parents who come for the first time. And the other story, which is not actually a a lady, is the bunch of nine to 11-year-old boys who arrived with their parents right at the beginning, who are now in year 11 or beyond. And before pandemic, when we were actually meeting face-to-face in the cafe, uh, they would come early to help us set up in the holidays. They would stay behind to put the heavy things away, you know. Because we'd given them Wi-Fi and given them a place where they could have nice cake and bring their tablets and computers and things like that. So that's like an extra bonus. We never expected. We were just supporting the parents, but Mm. they asked us to stay open in the holidays. So we did, so we met the children and the dads, the dads came too, but you know, that's perhaps another bit of it, but yeah.
0: Wow, that's that's brilliant, and <laughs> you know, and and a bonus story, which absolutely, is absolutely yes, which is great. And yeah, you know, I was just struck as you were talking about Tracy there as well. Um, yes, you know, you, you you're saying about how you know the journey she's been on, and yeah. uh, she was using the you know the words and phrases that yes. that she'd heard when she was first being helped and now she was yeah. helping others and and you know that 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 journey that she's been on to get from point A to point B and you know you've you've been on a, a journey too you know and and you've gone from point A to point B and
2: absolutely um
0: yeah in you know, reflecting on that and thinking about that journey uh, that that you've been on
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know it, what would you do Differently, if you had that time again, is there something you'd do differently, or something that you've learned from that journey that you think, you know, you know, might be sort of helpful to share uh, with others on on our podcast today?
2: Yeah, I think if you're talking about my my own parenting journey, um, it could be, or
0: it could be about take five and chat, or you know, just your journey of understanding this world. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, right. I wish I had. Asked sooner for extra help when I realized that any of my children had any condition that needed extra attention. Mm. Um, I think it's very easy, especially with hidden disabilities, to kind of say, "Oh, I think it'll be fine."
1: Mm.
2: You know, we yeah. we have we have um, an elderly relative in our family still alive, bless her, who always said. But they'll grow out of it Mm. and you think well actually some of it they might some of it they won't but actually that's not helpful because actually we're living through this we're sending them off on school holidays you know because they're capable of being on this school holiday but they need so much extra support through it so i wish i'd shouted up earlier Mm. um one thing i know i was good at was that i i didn't worry what other people thought of me yeah i i remember And i was quite a young parent and i remember thinking actually who else is going to jump up for them if i don't Mm. um and they all three remember that you know i was that embarrassing mother that came in but never lost her temper and i think (laughs) it's such a yeah it's such an important thing such an important skill to pass on is however livid you are with somebody else's actions or words think first they probably don't understand they probably don't know what's going you know my job here is to explain so that they can understand why we're asking for what we're asking for um mm. negotiating for world peace is goes strongly in our family and it is a skill to develop well <laughs> yeah um so yeah so that i i wish i'd spoken up sooner yeah. um i wish i'd not tried to make my children fit in with everybody else as I perhaps did in the beginning Mm. um I wish I'd accepted more differences and made more allowances but as I always say to other parents you can't do that when you don't yet know it yeah you know don't kick yourself for what you didn't know at the time but always put your child first Mm. and do, do the best that you can yeah um so that was an important part of my journey one of the things that that I did well for one of our children was to introduce case conferences in a school that had never done them before, Mm. Mm. um, and to help them get everybody together, including the child, to talk Mm. about what was the best way forward and what would help um and how this school eventually said oh my goodness yes actually all the children are doing better now we've put those things in place (laughs) because you know what all children feel better if they know what's happening and they feel safer and secure and if they know what's expected of them and where to hand the homework in and so on you know they're more likely to do it if they know what day it's supposed to be done by um and everything's been written down clearly and explained so that that was a good one and i think Moving on to take five in chat, I think the biggest assumption I made that was wrong was that I thought that because our host organization was a church, I needed to have Christian parents of children with additional needs on my team, and that, you know, that that would be the best team. Mm. And it is good to have those if they are available, but actually, the faith of the people is irrelevant to Mm. what we're doing. So, that was the first thing and actually we found that some people they don't even have to be parents they have to be compassionate people with an experience just a little bit of experience of additional needs within family life because actually all we're doing is we're creating a safe space where these parents can meet and nine times out of ten support each other Mm -hmm. So actually, Mm -hmm. we don't have to pick people with all the answers, not that we really had any, but we were just a little bit further along the line than they were, you know, our children were older and so on. But it it was a huge revelation for me when I realised that actually some of these mums that were coming along every week would be amazing on the team. Mm -hmm. And so, so gifted, so diligent, so intelligent. Um, mm. and so knowing exactly what everybody else wants of course because're part of the same tribe yeah. we're surrounding <laughs> ourselves with people who get it um so that that was the biggest thing that I, that I did in the beginning I think also I was faffing on with flowers on tables you know it's mm. a nice cafe we need to have these snowdrops here and everything and actually <laughs> you know by the time the children were coming along in the holidays the beautiful artificial arrangements were all disintegrating anyway and people were doing different things with them so um yeah, it's it's not a, it doesn't have to look posh. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to look, you know, like a high street cafe. You're creating a safe space.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and that's so key. And. You know, lots of lots of great thoughts there, uh, really helpful thoughts. And, uh, you know, one just really resonated with me because we've heard it, well, they all did, but one particularly because we've heard it several times as we've been yeah. um, you know, running these podcasts And that was about asking sooner for help. Yes. And um, and people were saying they wished they'd asked, you know, much sooner uh, for help and, and not let, you know, perhaps their own uh, feelings or pride or whatever it might have been get in the way. And, uh, yeah, we've, yeah, you know, keep hearing that. And, and so the message out for people listening is, you know, don't don't leave it. You know, ask for that help. Seek that support.
2: Absolutely. I think it's really hard when your children become teenagers as well. Mm. Um, and they might not want you to be talking about them or... Um, you know, going into school and saying actually, whatever it looks like in school, that there mm. is actually an issue going on, um, and you have to just do it. You have to work with your child, obviously, but it's you do have to ask for help, and you have to help your children to ask for help yeah. as well.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely. And on that line. Um, Beth, we'd love to hear from you what your, you know, if you could hone into your top three pieces of advice, um, tricky, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> what would, what would your top three pieces of advice be? Okay. I've, I've got, I've got two lots. I
2: knew you were going to ask me this one. So I did a bit of thinking and I've got two lots of top three tips. So I'm going to talk first about running a cafe drop-in. Okay. Yeah. And what, coming up with a new idea that you want To kind of sell to somebody who's going to do your funding or whatever and the top the first one is find your focus but follow it flexibly Mm. find Mm. your focus but follow it flexibly so you know churches particularly but also schools and health centers they like to aim high and offer generously and they want to kind of run before we walk and yeah. so you say, I'd love to do this cafe drop-in for families who have children with additional needs, any age, anyone, anywhere. And I just want to serve them with coffee. And, and then somebody will go, well, I think it'd be great if we could set up some children's work alongside that. And then maybe we could. And you think, no, 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 we're just going to open a cafe, and they're just going to come, and there's not going to be an agenda. So finding what you're setting out to do, but following it a little bit flexibly, you know, because sometimes we have a great idea and then it, actually it's not what people need. So mm-hmm. find your focus and follow it flexibly. The second one is choose the right team. I've already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the third one is to surround yourself with people who get it. Find your tribe. Get in touch with organizations like Take 5 in Chat Parenting Additional Needs, and there are many others out there where you're talking with other parents and you'll find somebody who can just go, yeah, me too. Yeah me too Mm. so that's for the take five in chat but i also gave you three top tips on the parenting which are not dissimilar actually i think i've already said them right first of all get help and support and find your tribe yeah because that's huge find out as much information as you can about any conditions that you think your child might have and when they do have a diagnosis read everything and if they are able allow your children to read everything as well Mm. And the mm. third one is try to be kind to yourself. Mm. And that doesn't mean you've got to have me time too, because sometimes when people keep telling you, what have you done for yourself? Actually, you haven't had any time to do anything for yourself. It's another pressure to do something for yourself. Mm. But try to be kind to yourself. Try to realize that it isn't all going to be perfect all the time, mm. but there's going to be some little perfect moments. Yeah, And what yeah. really matters is, And do you have to iron everything? And do you have to do, you know, your house doesn't have to be perfect. Um, All that kind of stuff. Just be kind to yourself. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Most parents are great parents. And they don't need anyone else to tell them how to parent their child. They just need someone to listen. And occasionally Mm. to go, yeah, well, I know somebody who tried. Did you try? But be kind to yourself. You'd be a good parent. You know what you're doing. Trust your instincts. Hmm.
0: That's uh, really good, and you know, so both sets of uh, advice there <laughs> yeah, really really help.
2: sorry for taking six
0: No, it's great. Squeeze those in, and you know, there will be different people listening in different ways to yeah, yeah. Uh, what we're sharing today that will pick up on some of that or all of that, and and uh, and use that, which is which is brilliant. And you know, particularly thinking of the the take 5 and chat stuff um i know you, you uh, signaled uh, signposted towards the the website earlier but mm-hmm. uh, again just you know uh, how can people find out more uh, how can they connect with with what you're doing and uh, you know maybe explore this in their own context with you
2: absolutely well um we have a website www.take5andchat.org.uk Um, You can email, it will come to me, we're a very small organisation, so although it sounds official, info at take5andchat.org.uk, it's mostly just me that's dealing with it, uh, (laughs) unless I'm away, when a friend will cover it. And social media, uh, we are take5andchat, and 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 is written out, but five is a figure. Take5andchat on Facebook, on Twitter, and recently on Instagram, although we're all learning as we go along a bit there. Hey. Um, (laughs) Awesome. So... Yeah, so you can um, message us through Facebook and say, you know, I'd love to start off something. Um, then we will say, well, send us a send us an email with your phone number and a good time to call, and one of us will call you. It will normally be me, but I do have two other people who do do it as well, depending on what what the question's about. Um, and then we have a conversation on the phone, and often. People are are wanting to do a similar cafe drop-in thing, but maybe not for parents of children with additional needs. Maybe they're looking at families a little further along the way, so they might be caring for the unemployed or people Mm. with dementia or um, men, no dads. Let's Mm. catch dads, Mm. young dads particularly need support. Um, and we'll talk people through it and we have handouts, we can send them. And if they want to be a Take 5 in chat, cafe drop in for a donation, they can actually use the logo and everything. But most people come up with a, a snazzy name of their own and we can help, we can train, we are a charity. So, you know, it's just expenses only. There's no costs um, and we can help train the team and and direct people to what they need to know um, about doing it. And that is what I spend a good part of my week doing, especially mm. since, you know, lockdown's easy now. Um, I've had quite a busy last two weeks with lots of people thinking, oh, we can do this now. So yeah, follow us on Facebook. That's the best place. Start on Facebook, see what you think. Fabulous, encouraging, cheerful stories on there. It's um, it's all about trying to be a cafe drop-in on a social media account. So that's the atmosphere we're trying to create. That's
0: yeah. brilliant. Lots of ways that people can connect there. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, coming to a TikTok site real soon. So Oh, well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Beth. And if we could... Um, You know, if there were no holds barred kind of thing, if you could do anything you wanted, what we'd love to ask you what one change to society you would like to see in the realm of accessibility. Okay, it's a big one, I'm afraid, a big one.
2: Okay, I would like to live in a world where everyone is encouraged and enabled to be the best that they can be, but is totally accepted for who they already are.
1: Oh, I love that! Why don't you say that again? will so take it. I in. would
2: like. I would like to live in a world where everyone is encouraged and enabled to be the best that they can be, but is totally accepted for who they already are.
0: That's wonderful, and yeah, for yeah, you know, I think that's a, a great place for us to sort of round things up and bring it all together, uh, because you know that encapsulates so much of what you've been sharing with us uh and uh you know and it's also you know just focusing on uh the you know the individual themselves as well and and all that surrounds that um is is really great and that acceptance you know so so important you know you've been you've been talking about um you know the importance of surrounding ourselves with people that get it and uh you know sharing time together sharing stories and cake uh, and you know with other families on that journey you know uh, offering what people what families want and and then Helping them to be able to communicate and to, to um, you know, articulate better the needs that, that their family have, and doing that within a, a safe space that you created—a place where you know it's their tribe, a place where they belong—encouraging uh, people to. To, you know to, to ask for help and to to have the mechanisms to be able to to do that and uh but at the same time being being kind to themselves you know another phrase that was really important there that you brought out you know so such richness of uh of, of thought and help that you've uh, given us today beth it's been really wonderful to have you with us uh you know we do
2: thank you so much i i think it's just one one other thing if i may um yeah, perhaps go. for any any professionals that are, are listening listening in on this because we do get asked sometimes about professionals how they would refer to us and you don't have to refer people can just drop in but one of the things i usually say to professionals is that what we're trying to do is to build resilience within the parents so that we're not doing it for them we're not going with them to things we're enabling and building that resilience and i feel there's not a lot of people, certainly in the area where I live, that are also trying to do that at the moment. And it is such an important thing to give the, the power to the parents, mm. that they, they can have the vocabulary, they can build the resilience, they can start up thinking, I can do this, who do I need to help me do this? Yeah,
0: that's really mm. good. And, and uh, you know, again, it just encapsulates mm. that, that, that wish you had, uh, yeah. you know, of, of yes. you know, everyone <laughs> being encouraged and enabled to be the best they can be and to be totally accepted for who they are and, you know, everybody being a, a, an active part of that. So, Beth, again, thank you so much for being with us. It's been wonderful to uh, have you here on the uh, Growing Hope podcast and, uh, yeah, really uh, encourage people to follow this up and get in touch. Thank you for joining Growing Hope Conversations. Find out more
1: at growinghope.org.uk.